to the Changelog episode 0.4.4. I'm Adam Stachowiak. And I'm Wynn Netherland. This is the Changelog. We cover what's fresh and new in the world of open source. If you found us on iTunes, we're also on the web at thechangelog.com. We're also up on GitHub. Hey, at thegithub.com slash explore, you'll find some training repos, some feature repos from our blog, as well as the audio podcasts. If you're on Twitter, follow Changelog Show and our new Twitter handle, Changelog Jobs. And I'm Adam Stack. And I'm Penguin, P-E-N-G-W-Y-N-N. Talked to Aaron Patterson this week, a.k.a. Tinder Love. Yeah, tenderlovemaking.com. Did you guys talk about Tinder lovemaking? No, not in that context. We uh, talked about committing to Ruby Core, which he's a Ruby committer. Um, his mini gems. He's got quite the, the repo list out on the GitHub. And uh, the rubycommitters.org that he's currently crowdsourcing for uh, design help to list all of the committers to the Ruby language. Wow, very cool. Sounds like fun. Hey, you want to get buzzed at work? I don't know, maybe. Not talking about alcohol or even caffeine. We're talking about buzzed.com. Drop the E before adding the D. Your city real time. They're looking for Go developers, JavaScript, Cappuccino, Cocoa, and even PHP. And if you'd like us to feature your job on the show, head to thechangelog.com slash jobs to get started. When posting, select advertise on the changelog and we'll take care of the rest. If you're a job seeker or someone who's interested in jobs that relate to open source, We'll be posting interesting GitHub jobs that embrace open source to our new Twitter handle, Changelog Jobs. Special thanks to Kevin Miller, a.k.a. KevM, on Twitter for his great feedback. We really appreciate it. Let's talk to James Edward Gray about the upcoming Red Dirt RubyConf in April. Let's do it. And this week's show is sponsored by Red Dirt RubyConf, the second annual Ruby conference in Oklahoma City. Joined today by one of the organizers, James Edward Gray II. James, why don't you tell us a little bit about the conference? Uh, Render is our attempt to do Ruby conference programming uh, in unusual ways that people have never seen it done before. So uh, one thing we we did last year and we're doing again this year is to divide the conference into pre-selected topics that we think are uh, currently interesting to people. And this year's topics will be Ruby implementations, Rails APIs and extensions, uh, cloud services, and uh, JavaScript. Who's keynoting? We will have Aaron Patterson uh, from AT&T Interactive and Dr. Nick from Engine Yard. The conference is upcoming April 20th through the 22nd. Where can That's I go right. to find more information? The uh, renderrubyconf.com. Be sure and check it out. We're chatting today with Aaron Patterson, a.k.a. Tenderlove, on GitHub and other social networks. So, Aaron, for those outside the Ruby community, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Aaron Patterson. Um, I go by Tenderlove online pretty much everywhere. Um, I work on many different Ruby projects. Probably I'm most famous for one that I work on with Mike D'Alessio called uh, Nokugiri, which is um, an XML and HTML parsing library, but I have a myriad of other projects, too. <laughs> cool. So Tinderlove, where did that come from? Um, <laughs> that <laughs> So it, it came from my blog, um, tenderlovemaking.com, and uh, basically... The way I got that is I was hanging out with um, a bunch of my girlfriends, and they were talking about, you know... Girlfriends, what, plural? It, friends that are friends that are women. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, and and they're talking about oh. What's what's the uh, grossest thing a guy can ever say to you? And my one my one friend was like, "Oh, if he says I want to make tender love to you, that would be the grossest." So <laughs> I registered the domain name. I had to. I was laughing so hard. I registered the domain name and then uh, sent it to her the next day. <laughs> well, the next and... question that I wanted to ask, you know, <laughs> the very first time that I saw you on. Uh... Twitter or, or GitHub was, is that your real hair? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> so I don't know. Can, can we edit this part out? Do we have to, do I have to say this? As it's, with all our segments, we'll have to, to judge the entertainment value of it. Okay. So, so, um, uh, that is up to the viewer to decide. <laughs> But it's your online persona nonetheless, right? Right, yes. Well, it fits very nicely with, um, it seems like your taste in, in music. You had a tweet this weekend that was uh, hot linking. <laughs> yes. Set yes. to, uh, to hot blooded, I guess. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> cool. Well, getting into the Ruby. So, Nokogiri is probably um, what you're most famous for. You also have uh, Mechanize and some others out there. Uh, mm-hmm. But you're most recently, I guess, in October, you joined uh, the Ruby Core team, right? Uh, yeah, October 2009, a little well, over a year ago. You know, and I read that timestamp. I can't believe it's 2011 already. So, yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. over a year now. But uh, yeah. so what's it like uh, being a Ruby committer? Uh, oh, it's, I mean, it's all right. It's more, I don't know, it's probably more strict than any other any other um, project I've worked on. I mean, it's definitely the biggest um, open source project I've worked on before. So, um, I don't know. It's It's got its own challenges compared to the other projects I work on, for sure. So that leads me to rubycommitters.org. So I, here's how I think this went down. You know, you wanted to tell the ladies that you're a Ruby committer, and they're like, what's that? And then there's just no page <laughs> to demonstrate your Ruby prowess, right? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, I I came up with this. I came up with this because um, uh, Yugui, who is the she is the um, the branch manager for one night Ruby one nine two. Uh, she maintains a list of all of the Ruby core committers, and but apparently, like in Japan, it's not legal to hotlink images. And so she can't, she couldn't make a page that listed all the Ruby core committers. And, um, uh, I don't know. I'm honestly, I'm not sure about the legality here in the United States, but I figure if I get any cease and desist, I can just take it down. Right. <laughs> so I decided, I decided we should, uh, put together a website for it at least. Yeah. I mean, especially for folks that are so you know critical to getting everybody's favorite language, uh, out yeah. the door with, uh, Relative speed, you know, I think that deserves their own page. But uh, so a little light on the CSS I'm seeing. Yeah. I understand there's oh, some yeah. sort I, of uh, <laughs> contest going on to, to style uh, this thing. Yeah, yeah. So so basically what the deal is, is um, I I might be able to code okay, but I can't style myself out of a wet paper bag. So 
I decided to put up the most, just give it the most basic markup possible, and then um, I, I wanted to run a contest basically to just get get people excited about it and get people to you know submit designs and stuff. And so far, it's been. I mean, I've only had the contest up for a day, and I've already got you know a handful of really awesome entries. So, what'd you build it with? Um, it is built on Rails. Of course, all the way with Rails, no Sinatra or. Um, no, I mean, I, I am lazy, and <laughs> building the app with Rails was very easy, so I just did it. <laughs> so, how long have you been slinging Ruby? Um, I started programming Ruby in uh, two thousand five, I think. Yeah, around two thousand five is when I started programming Ruby. Uh, my first. I just did it as a hobby at first, though. Um, my first professional experience was probably, shoot, 2006 or 2007, something like that. So how did you get into the Ruby language via Rails like most of us or other avenues? Um, well, actually, the way I started out with it was, um, so I used, to be, I used to be a Perl programmer. No. And yes, yes, I did. And I loved I loved being a pro programmer. It was really fun. I liked um, dynamic languages, and then um, I was basically forced to become a Java programmer. Uh, it, so I I was a pro programmer before the first you know dot com bubble, and you know the bubble collapsed, and basically it was like okay, you need to become a Java programmer or you know, go find a new job. So I was like, all right, I'll become a Java programmer. <laughs> but I really missed, I really missed um, dynamic languages while I was a Java programmer. And I kept waiting for Perl 6 and kept waiting and waiting and it didn't come. Well, then it hadn't come and I learned about Ruby and I was like, this, this is exactly what I was waiting for and just started programming Ruby little a little later i learned about rails so i i guess i was not introduced to ruby via rails nokagiri i think uh, is one of those that uh, the first time i saw it, it was just as a dependency for almost every other gem that i was installing at the time why don't you give <laughs> give folks some background on what this uh gem does sure sure um nokagiri is a library for uh parsing um xml and html uh, it's pretty fast. Uh, it's now three years old. Uh, it's built on top of libxml2. Um, I don't know. I I can give you more history so about what, it. I don't know. What, what were you building at the time? Uh, you need to scrape some stats off of a fantasy football site or something like that? <laughs> yeah, no, I... I was basically what what happened was is you know I was maintaining I was maintaining a mechanized gem so this actually this all leads back to um, how I learned Ruby pretty much is when I started learning Ruby I decided to start porting porting libraries from uh, Perl over to Ruby and uh, one of the things that I used a lot in Perl was mechanized and I found somebody had already written a mechanized gem so. But I found tons of bugs in it, and that eventually just led to me taking over the gem. 
unfortunately, back then, the back end for Mechanize used um, REXML. Uh, REXML is the XML library that ships with Ruby. It's a pure Ruby XML parsing library. But um, lots of people complained that that was really slow. So uh, eventually I switched the back end to HPercot by Y, and that worked. That was working really well, but... Uh, I started getting I started getting bugs. People were reporting bugs against Mechanize, and the bugs ended up being parser bugs in HPercot. And I couldn't like I had a really hard time fixing the bugs in HPercot, so I ended up just submitting test cases, failing test cases, and stuff. And unfortunately, those didn't get taken care of, and people kept complaining to me about the bugs. So I, I started taking a look at libxml2 because it contains an HTML parser. And I found that actually libxml2's HTML parser did the right thing where all of these people were reporting bugs. And that's how I started working on Nokogiri. So for the uninitiated, uh, Mechanize is pretty much, if you have a website, you have an API type of setup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's basically a library where if you, if you have a website and you need an API for the website, you can use Mechanize. So it's really good for, Mechanize is really good for, let's say you have mainly like password protected websites or some sort of, some sort of website where you have to fill out forms and do navigation, things like that. So moving from Perl to Ruby, you know, you mentioned uh, one of the ways that you learned Ruby was to, to port libraries from Perl. And I think that happens in every uh, community and it happens now with, uh, in Node.js, you see a lot of guys coming from other communities and there's you know a, a hole in the the library that uh, needs to be filled and you know, so they start porting their knowledge from from other languages and sometimes that fits and sometimes it doesn't what um differences between like not just the syntax but also the the culture of perl to to ruby did you find um well honestly like i found i found testing in ruby to be much easier than it was in perl um i'm i'm I mean, I've been out of the Perl community for a really long time, so I don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's like today, but back then, you know, testing was not really, not really um, as encouraged as it is in the Ruby community. And now it's uh, like a you know rite of passage. You're not a Ruby developer unless you've written your own test library, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite? Guess, um, right now, my favorite, my favorite now is Minitest, actually. That is my favorite testing library. Why so? Um, well, it's very fast. Uh, it's very flexible, and also I work with the uh, I work with the author. So whenever I run into problems, I can just be like, "Hey, <laughs> help!" <laughs> What's your favorite feature or two from one nine two? Oh boy, my favorite feature is the speed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I really like one nine two. I really like one nine two because of the speed, obviously, but then also kind of selfishly, I like it because there's a couple libraries in that ship with one nine two that I wrote. So <laughs> I like using, I like using my own software. Which are those? Um, I wrote, uh, psych, which is a new YAML parsing library. And then I wrote um, Fiddle, which is a wrapper around libffi. So tell the listeners about Textical. 
Texical was a stupid hack that I did, and <laughs> a very stupid hack that I did, and apparently people seem to use it. Um, all it is is a wrapper well, it's around... it's got such a fun name. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm kind of embarrassed about the name now. <laughs> a guy named Tenderlove I... creates a library called Textical. What's yeah, not to Yeah, yeah. What, what is the world coming to? <laughs> it's what it, All it is is a wrapper around... Um, Postgres's T-Search APIs. So Postgres, Postgres ships with um, full text search on, and um, I was building the I was building the Nokugiri documentation website, and uh, I wanted to put it on I wanted to put it on Heroku, and I wanted people to be able to search my documentation, and I found that. Um, you know, Heroku has uses Postgres for their databases on the back end, and I found that um, I could just use Postgres's uh, full text search capabilities. And I wasn't too happy with the um, existing T search plugins, so I wrote my own called Textical, and it has a very similar interface to like um, Thinking Sphinx or something. So, I mean, that's all it is. It's just, it's. I don't know. I probably wrote it in like a few hours. It is a very easy hack. <laughs> so where does Tinder Love apply his skills for hire these days? Um, I work for AT&T Interactive. Um, they make yellowpages.com. So that's got to be like an enthralling Thanksgiving conversation. So, Mom, I'm, I'm coding the phone book. <laughs> well, I, that's not actually what I do. That's not actually what I do for them. Uh, and, but it is difficult to explain my job. Um, so what I do for AT&T Interactive is I work on, I work on Rails all day for them, basically. I am an open source developer for AT&T Interactive. So do you find yourself having to, um, contribute to, or uh, having the privilege to commit, uh, commit to, um, Ruby as part of your day job, or is this just something you do on the side? Uh, no, this is my day job. So you're going to be keynoting at Red Dirt RubyConf coming up, I guess, in April? Yes, I am. Picked a topic yet? No, I have not. <laughs> do, you have any, do you have any suggestions? How I uh, just gave up and learned to love Ruby. Uh, yeah, I should talk about something like that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not the sure. The art of Tinder lovemaking. I think that's <laughs> what everybody wants to know. <laughs> I should do that. That would be funny. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to talk about. Honestly, like it takes me forever to come up with um, to come up with talks. Like I work a lot on the talks I give, so I don't know. Believe me, I've been thinking about it every day. So, so do you know James Edward Gray personally? Um, personally, I guess I've met him. I've met him. How many times have you installed Faster CSV? I have no idea more times than i can count <laughs> you guys are pretty tight yeah exactly yes <laughs> do you find it in the ruby community and maybe uh you can shed some light on this if you've been around longer than i have i think i joined the community in 2006 uh, late 2006 or so but a lot of times you know someone says a name of a, a ruby dev and i'm like i don't think i know them and then they start rattling off the list of gems hey i know that guy <laughs> you know Oh yeah, yeah. That happens to me all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> so, do people approach you as the Nokugiri guy? 
Yeah, either Nokugiri guy or Tender Love, I think, but that's probably unique to me because um, <laughs> nobody has a nick like that. So is your family aware of your online persona? I mean, and wouldn't your number, like if you ever did your own consulting shop, wouldn't your number have to be a 900 number? <laughs> uh, probably, You yes. could make money off people you know, calling you, otherwise what would be toll-free? I think so, yeah. Um, I... I don't think my family knows about my online persona. If they do know, then I don't know that they know. What kind of car do you drive? Uh, I don't drive. I work at home. See, I just totally see you driving around in like a uh, El Camino. Oh, I would love to. Either an El Camino or probably my dream car would be like uh, an IROC Z or <laughs> uh, a Firebird with T-tops. <laughs> T-tops. So what are you working on these days? What's uh, got you excited that you just want to play with? Well, right now, right now, um, I've been f- mainly focusing on um, speeding up rails, uh, reducing, trying to refactor active record mostly. Uh, I'm not sure if that's... It's, it's a lot of yak shaving. I, I'm excited. I have ideas in mind for what it will be in the future, but you know, right now on a day-to-day basis, it's not actually super exciting. Once I get it to be where I want it to be, then I think it'll be very exciting. Performance or syntax changes? or A little bit of both, mainly right now. I mean, mainly right now it's performance, but um, really what I'm, really what my goals are is I want to keep I want to keep API and syntax pretty much the same, but my goal is that as I refactor, um, as I refactor under the hood and improve the design under the hood, that um, new features will just fall into place, right? Like the the new features or better syntax or whatever will be a side effect of um, uh, better architecture under the hood. So a lot of innovation went into Errol and, and the latest um, active record in, in Rails 3. Played with NoSQL much, or are you still a relational sort of dude? Yeah, I dabble with NoSQL. I play with NoSQL. Um, one, of my, one of my coworkers is really into um, uh, graph databases and graph technology. And so I do, a lot of work. I do a lot of work with him, and it's pretty interesting. He works on uh, – he mainly works in Java, but – um, with things like um, Neo4j and uh, graph stores rather than document stores. You know, old Cogity programmers used to put SQL right there in the, the presentation layer. That's the way it was, and we liked it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we've got all these newfangled uh, wrappers and, and direction now for, for SQL. Do you think that's important for young developers to give them more of a safety scissors than a razor blade? I don't know. It's I think it's important. It's important... In my opinion, it's important that people understand SQL. Uh, some of the things that some of the things that concern me are that um, I understand that it's nice to have a higher level wrapper, like better, you know, better APIs to um, you know to generate these SQL statements. But at the end of the day, that's pretty much all you're doing is generating these SQL statements that go to your database. And if you don't understand how those work, probably you can't leverage the top end as well um i i would like to see people get less afraid of sql and understand it more 
I was looking at your commits and they're all arrow for the last, as far as the eye can see. So see if there's somewhere yeah, else to go with what you've been working much. on. Let's see what else have I been working on. It's well, I can tell you what I'm doing with Errol. Active Record currently, Active Record does a lot of string generation in the back end. The problem with that, the problem with that is one of well, there's a few problems with that. Like one of the problems is performance. So what's happening is like sometimes you'll have to look up. You know, it's it's creating a it's creating a raw string that it's just going to send. You know, a a chunk of SQL that it's going to eventually concatenate together and then send to the database. But the problem is. Every time you make these chunks of SQL, um, you'll have to go look up the database connection and in order to do quoting. And looking up the database connection incurs cost, right? So basically what I'm trying to do is uh, defer that defer that database connection lookup until um, the very last possible minute so that we only have to look up the database connection once. So you gather together all the things that you want to turn into a SQL statement, and then we just use one connection to quote all of them and then send them off to the database. So that's, like, recently that's really what I've been focusing on. So as a gem developer, and especially a, a developer of a very popular gem in Nokugiri, uh, where are we in the adoption of Ruby 1.9 and, and the gem ecosystem as a whole? I to be honest I'm not sure. I mean at work we don't well no that's not true. We run we run 19 in production at work but not all of our applications use 19. Um I can tell you that I'm getting a lot more uh not necessarily bug reports, but like support questions. And, you know, whenever people ask me for support, I say, well, what's your version number? And I can tell you that um, more frequently I'm getting people who are asking questions on 1.9. So it's uh, adoption is definitely picking up a lot more than um, 1.9.1 for sure. Recently this weekend, a um, and I need to look up the name, but the, the gentleman that uh, managed the Ruby install for Debian. Basically, said he was no longer going to do it. Ah, uh, yeah, Lucas. Lucas, what's your take on uh, you know Ruby installs on Unix platforms and Linux platform platforms as as opposed to RVM and some of the other uh, install mechanisms? Well, I don't really use RVM, but um, it's not because I have a problem with RVM at all. It's mainly just because of like since I am a Ruby developer, I spent a lot of time compiling and running out of uh, Subversion, so that's just my use case, and it's a very like tiny, you know, <laughs> tiny use case. But as far as packaging is concerned, like the problem that happened here in this case is that um, the Debian release. Um, the way that they do releases or the way that they release packages is just the di different than the way we do it on Ruby core. And the Debian folks came to us and said, you need to do your releases this way. And we said, no, <laughs> we do it. We do it the way we want to do it. And so I don't know. It just, it depends on your opinion. It seems like Lucas also had a, a hang up with a lot of the um, 
I guess mailing lists are still Japanese, even though that uh, you know we've got a worldwide adoption of of Ruby now. I mean, what's I mean, do you have any problems you know, keeping up to speed with with the language? I mean, I'm assuming you don't speak Japanese, but that may be uh, presumptuous. Well, I, I I do speak Japanese, actually. Do you? <laughs> yes. Uh, the thing is, like, it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting because I'm on I'm on the Japanese list too. Like I watch I watch the Japanese list and I also watch the English list, and I don't know. It's it's there is no truth to rumors about you know decisions being made on the Japanese list that nobody knows about. I mean, the thing is, like, most of the time, most of the times, the conversations that I read on the Japanese list are very like. I've got a bug with blah blah blah, you know, very mundane mundane emails. Most of the most of the difficult decisions are made on the English list. Uh I think the problem is that just Japanese to to westerners is very inaccessible, right? Like you look at the language and you're like, "Oh crap. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on." So, I think it's more just fear maybe or something. So being able to speak Japanese, did that have any, did you learn it after you picked up Ruby or vice versa? Um, I learned it. Well, I learned it after I picked up Ruby. Um, I, I decided to learn it because I wanted to be able to communicate better with the, um, the Rubyists in Japan. Like I knew, I knew it came from Japan. Um, I knew that, you know, there was there was all this documentation. I found all this documentation in Japanese, and I was just like, I wish I could read this. So I decided to start learning it. So then I'm taking you've attended uh, Ruby Kagi? Yeah, several times. Uh, three times, I think, I've been. Yeah. And how's it compared to RubyConf? Well, it's kind of funny. Last last year they said that, uh, I think this is very true, that um, Ruby Kaigi isn't actually a Ruby conference. It's a C conference disguised as a Ruby conference. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> uh, that, like, it's, there are a lot more hacks. Like, I see a lot more hacks on the VM. Um, it's not, you know, they're... You see a lot more Rails presentations here in the U.S. at RubyConf. Not so much there, um, but I don't know. I really enjoy both conferences a lot. I really do. So then we'll have to get your impression of uh, Red Dirt RubyConf. Will this be your first one? Ah, uh, yes, it will be my first one. Ever been to Oklahoma City at all? Um, no, but I hear that there is good barbecue. Excellent barbecue. Excellent I'm barbecue. looking forward to that. <laughs> Play your cards right. Might uh, even have a tornado or two. <laughs> nice dust storm. I would enjoy that too. Well, at least watching, as long as I can do it from the uh, comfort of indoors. <laughs> yeah, Oklahoma City's got a nice tech scene for uh, for a midwestern town and you know, outside of Silicon Valley or a major population center. But uh, Oklahoma City is growing and has its own, uh, I guess, NBA team now. And oh really? Yeah, I did not know that. Did not know that. So um should be fun times. Uh, Red Dirt RubyConf is in uh, April, April 21st through the 23rd. So, um you mentioned Perl and Ruby. Any other languages that uh, you've picked up or want to pick up? Uh lately I've been doing a lot of Scheme. Um but I am very interested in Haskell too. 
So I think that that'll probably be my next, the next language I'm going to play with after I get done with my scheme bender. How's that? There you go. So Haskell, um, so CoffeeScript appeal to you at all? Um, I think it's interesting, but I haven't programmed in it that much. I've been uh, hooked on it lately. It seems like every JavaScript project I've picked up it, that I'm coding on by myself has been a CoffeeScript joint. Uh, yeah, it looks it looks interesting. Like it looks like it would be a lot more fun to write than JavaScript. Who in the Ruby community would you want to pair program with? I would love to pair with. I'm trying to think of somebody I haven't paired with before that I would love to pair with. Probably I would love to pair with Jim Wyrick. That'd be a nice pair. Yes. I think so. Maker of Rake, for those that uh, might not know. Jim would be an excellent person to pair with. That's what you need to do is uh, start up a, a promiscuous pairing service at Tinder Lovemaking where people <laughs> can pay to pair programming with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember, what was it? Um, I think, like, was it RailsConf? Some conference I went to where it was like, um, you get to pair with, you know, pair with a famous person or something like that. And I really wanted to enter because um, Jim was one of the people you could pair with. <laughs> but um, I guess I missed the uh, entry deadline or something. Cool. Let us know what topic you choose for Red Dirt RubyConf. We'll see you in uh, Oklahoma City in April. All right. Thank you.